Because I'm can't be shaky. Okay, all right. And then, yeah. <laughs> it's like every It'll every just... time, every week, every fortnight, there's some type of thing happening. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It just means that your recording will start with this like massive exhale where you've held your breath beforehand and then just. We'll just make it. Yeah. We're just saving more up count. We get to 100 episodes. I'm just gonna play them all yeah. back in like a mix. <laughs> oh, that'd just be like a cr that, like creepy uncle remake, yeah, just, right? It's just, just Ken <sighs> sounds like he's breathing down your neck. Just, just, no, that's not good, guys. Yeah. Are you saying I do not have? Player 2 Pixelcast episode 53. I'm your host, Tim Henderson, here driving this truck down the what I've already described as a completely meaningless, unspecial number of 53, 53rd Avenue, whatever. Thankfully, I'm not alone. I have more interesting people riding in the trunk, including the queen of ice cream herself. How you doing, Jess? Um, in the trunk, I'm a little concerned, but uh, hey, happy to be here. Hey, that's fun. That's where the fun, cool kids are sitting, yo. Yeah. Look, there was a story in the news this week about that. About oh, Anyway, we won't go into crime. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, wow. no, good to be here. Happy to be to be talking about games um, again. Yay! Oh. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, when I, I haven't lived in Australia for, what, like, years mm. now, my idea of sitting in the trunk of a car is just some innocent thing you'd do on, like, a camping trip. Oh, yeah. Too many kids in the car. Just chuck one in the back. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Just, it's fine. On the farm. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also have the man who is, I think, desperate to try and get out and get ice cream. This is all Jess's fault. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Ken, are you going to get a chance to make a break for it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, look, I, I, will, I will be getting some ice cream later. It's now, now the decision is what type of ice cream. Uh, any strong favorites? Strong Cheesecake. early contenders? Oh, I, I, do like, I do like a good rum and raisin. Yes. Mm, nice. Yum. Oh wow! All three of us and Huso, all all of the people in the world who actually like rum and raisin may possibly be associated <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> I, Is that I like rare? it. Yeah, there is I, I a lot of hate against rum and raisin. Yeah, this I think there's a lot of like. Well, I wouldn't say hate, but it's a lot of like. That's mm, not my first choice. Yeah, fair. And I do like a good rum and raisin, and I actually really like a good pistachio. Mm, nice. Good. Yeah, I want um, rum and raisin that one. They sell a really good one in the convenience store near me now that, like, I swear has actual rum in it. Damn. Yeah, it's got some yeah. serious bite. My girlfriend hates it. <laughs> That's um, fair. Anyway, yes. Mercy. So maybe when you said maybe when you said people hate it, I think you were projecting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've run into numerous people who were just like, I don't even know why that ice cream exists. Wow. And gosh. I was just sitting there meekly in the corner going. I think the joke is like for like 70 year old men I'm like fine I'm super <laughs> old at heart whatever yeah it's just ice cream just ice yeah. cream y'all just take just let, let people enjoy whatever ice cream they like as long as it's not Honestly. like you know baby flavored um, yeah well <laughs> yes yes that that probably is a terrible flavor <laughs> of ice cream probably a bit wrong that also crossed my mind anyway we're <laughs> here to talk about games uh, we're gonna get there eventually um <clears throat> Ken, has Apex Legends changed at all since that thing came out? Please save me. Changed? No, but it is good. I've forgotten how good it was. Um, it's been ages since I played. I played it when it first came out, dabbled in it. Is that like of, two, you know, three years ago now? Like time has, again has no meaning. I, mm. th three years by now, I think, because it came out like 2018. Oh, wow. Um, then, yeah, three years. Came yeah, well, Feb February 2019, so, you know. Okay. Yeah, a long time ago, but... In a galaxy far, um, far away. <laughs> but eight seasons have passed. I don't know how long a season is. It's currently in its eighth season. I don't know, how, like I said, I don't know how long a season is, but the map remains pretty much the same. Maybe it's actually um, a season? Approximately uh, three months, so... Oh, uh, okay. Maybe it's literally No, I don't know. I really season. don't know. Yeah, we are completely um, making this up. Please, don't, please yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> truly, just talking out of my ass. There's like 23 episodes. Yeah, pretty okay. sure that, that's yeah, <laughs> 23 episodes of of Apex of a game. <laughs> um, they have a new map, I think, for this season. Um, and they've got 
they've added since it started. It started with six six heroes slash legends slash characters, and they've added another like eight more. Now, so there's a there's a whole bunch of legend, uh, a whole bunch of characters that you can pick from. Obviously unlocked, you know, obviously locked behind like paywalls that you either earn through play or or through the in-game currency which you can spend money on but ultimately the game is free and the game is fun um Hmm. it's that's what caught everybody by off guard i think when when it first launched out of the blue and says hey here it is um i'm not sure if you all remember when when the game was released no i don't that's why i'm asking (laughs) do you not remember i remember the i don't remember the i literally do not remember if it was two or three years ago it was two or three years ago it came out out of nowhere yeah it came out Mm. of nowhere respawn just essentially said hey here's a thing we've been working on i hope you like it i mean respawns was a pretty good odds it was going to be good and everybody was sort of just cry well not crying out but you know everybody was super keen on hope hopefully seeing a new Titanfall, was mm-hmm. hoping that there'd be some type of linkage between their new game with their previous two games. Um, but this just came out of nowhere. Like, there was no uh, there was no discussion they were working on a Battle Royale. Um, no sort of pre-release launch or trailer or, like, press press, par- uh, press release and that sort of thing. It just, it just came out. Mm-hmm. And... It was good. It was good then, and it remains pretty good now. Um, I mean, it was it was one of those things I always meant to try out and just kind of never got around to it. But I, I've heard good things. If you're on a PC, you mm. should come and play. The last over the last week or so, so myself, uh, Terence, Jared, and Nathan Cox, the three of us, have been playing. Pretty much every night for the past yeah. week and a half. Problem with nice. being in there, though, isn't it like a three-player team? Yeah, well, yeah, but you don't always have three. Like, it's, it's not always three of us at at the same time all the time. Is but we've been playing fairly regularly, so you know, one of us might jump off early. And um, yeah, it's three. It's a three-player battle royale game. Um, hmm. The characters are interesting. Everybody gets gets unique. Um, abilities which is one thing i actually like i've tried to play PUBG and i've tried to play uh call of duty warzone mm. um warzone was just way too brutal for me it was just like three or mm. four shots and then you're down and then you're spent waiting in a lobby again and yeah. PUBG was just sort of kind of the same there's a lot more survivability in apex i find um because when you're running in a group of three, you've got friends ostensibly to help heal you. When you get mm. knocked down, you don't immediately die. Um, there is a chance that somebody can revive you. Um, so you get a little bit more opportunity to survive longer, which is a bit fun. You get you get all kinds of interesting abilities. So uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, Bangalore, she's able to lay down smoke grenades so you know nice. create artificial cover and sort of like oh no i'm getting shot at you know lay down some some cover and, and run away mm. um some of the other characters can put up like fortifications um there is a character that can warp and disappear um You've got characters that can lay down like booby traps of, of toxic gas, that sort of thing. Um, you've got other characters that can reveal location of your enemies, so you know a bit of information gathering. So everybody's got a little bit inter- something interesting to do. Um, so you can it's be also, useful. Um, it's also like on a side note, quite good for diversity in its characters. I think that's one yeah. of the reasons it came onto my radar is because it has. At least one non-binary character, possibly more than one. Um, and you know, one of them is a dude who mentions his boyfriend, and yeah. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't realize that actually. I wasn't really paying attention to the characters, sort of like. It, yeah, I mean, it's just because it's you know, it's partly my job to pay attention, but yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Bloodhound, but, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That would that yeah. that would make sense, but they do have good you know uh, gender balance. Mm. Um, so it's not just like all male characters and one sexy lady. Good. 
I do. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It's not, it, yeah, it's not just like one sexy lady in boob armor. Um, Incredible. Love that. Like, I do like the term boob armor. That's. Yeah, well, yeah. ideally it's armor that covers boobs and other things. Just, you know, yeah. that's the dream. Yeah, well, it's also like yeah. a metal G-string down below, so, you know. Mm, mm. And, like, my favorite character, Bangalore, she's just like she's you know in the in the fiction she's a professional soldier so she's just she's just wearing very serviceable fatigues mm-hmm. like army fatigues like clothes that make sense combat boots and body armor amazing and it's like yes this, i have this just is... googled a picture she's she looks great except to a degree because I, I was started just thinking like this game just seems to be like chugging along underneath the surface hmm I'm saying that while I simult- simultaneously I've got my Skype open over just a random IGN window, and it's just occurring to me now that the advertising splashed down both sides of the website <laughs> is actually for Apex Legends. Yeah. You know, um, so you the characters are pretty over the top in design, which is actually kind of cool. So I'm imagining when you say sensible, you're saying sensible within it's kind of pretty heavy anime yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. But it's like, it makes sense to their characters. So they're not just... You like I said, sexy ladies, um, and it's not just like the single one sexy lady. Mm. Um, and um, the second character that I've been favoring is called Rampart. It's a new, fairly new character, and um, her character is South Asian. And I think they found an actual South Asian voice actor. Good. That should so not it's like, be an accomplishment, but it does kind of. No, that should not be. But it should not be. But it's so rare that, like, I, I, when I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, that is a very authentic accent. But it's yeah, it's not. But again, nothing calls attention to it. It's just a person who exists within this world. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Why? Why, why wouldn't it? Yeah. It's as, <laughs> as these things should be. As these things should be. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you know it's just a really good game that's pleasant to play um thankfully because i've been playing with friends i haven't been a i haven't been subjected to and i'm sure there's some level of toxicity as as most multiplayer mm-hmm. games would have but mm-hmm. thankfully i haven't been receiving or hearing or encountering much of that but i can't say for the broader broader community i'm not sure how the, how that's how that's being um mm. managed or what, what's the level I, I i'm not sure i can't i couldn't say um but i haven't just, heard anything I, particularly bad yeah. about it so yeah they don't seem to have quite the same yeah it seems like like when people talk about that type of stuff it, it, there's usually the few a few games that it's still that, call of duty Mm-hmm. Still Call of Duty, yeah. still League of Legends, but yeah. Apex doesn't quite. I don't think I've ever heard like Apex on the top of that pile. So, but oh, um, good. yeah, it's a good game. You know, seriously, Jess. You know, if mm. you're interested, just give it a download. It's free. Come, come join yeah. us. Yeah, why not? I'll have a go. Or anybody listening, you can download it. Yeah. Then stalk Ken, <laughs> or potentially Jess. Why not? Well, yeah. She's not scared of anything. (laughs) Did you just say Jess is not scared of anything? Yeah, because all your nightmares are really little. (laughs) See what I did there? I see what you did there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, too openly, but yeah. The thing is, the nightmares are big, though. Mine and the ones in the clever game that you're talking about. My little nightmares, too. Let's just get that title out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yes, yeah, you are right. I have been playing Little Nightmares too. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty spooky. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it's like a very unsettling game. Um, you just play as this cute little little dude that has a paper bag on his head, and he's running through and trying to sort of escape from this world that's horrific, and it's horrific for him, and it's also horrific for the person playing it. Um, it's it's beautiful, but it's uh, spooky. As you would know um, from a horror game. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Is it a horror I, game? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what genre it technically falls in. Like, it's kind of a puzzle platformery sort of thing. Like, um, 
Yeah. It it is there you go, puzzle platformer horror adventure game. Um Yeah, it's it's I mean it's supposed to be scary. Um I hope. Otherwise they've taken a really wrong turn. But um but um yeah, so I don't know if you either of you played the first one, the first Little Nightmares game. No. Um, no, I, I haven't. didn't in the end, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of the same thing. You're like this little girl, and her name is Six, and she wears a raincoat, um, and she's like going through this world trying to escape from a ship um, on which. Um, She's surrounded by just, like, these kind of human but kind of, uh, I don't know, demony monster-type villains. Um, and the second one is, yeah, much the same. You're kind of running through, like, these different locations. So there's um, a school and there's, like, an apartment building um, and a forest. Um, and through each of them there's kind of a big bad villain um, that's trying to get you and... Um, you have to, you know, sneak around and use the fact that you're tiny and they're big um, to kind of hide in the shadows or, you know, climb bits of furniture to be above them and um, basically try not to get uh, horribly eaten and or, I don't know, otherwise consumed um, by uh, spooky villains. Um, like one of them is, uh, she's called the teacher um, and she, you know, looks kind of, like a regular, a regular teacher. I don't know. Um, just a woman. <laughs> um, but, but her head just, ext- her neck just extends. It just extends much further than a normal neck should extend. Um, and it's just that kind of horror, like where everything's sort of normal. But then, off. Yeah. It's just like a little bit off. Um, kind of like the thing, like the sort of things that you would be scared of when you're a kid, like, you know, you look at normal things and you're like, Oh, she's terrible. So she must be a monster. And like, I don't know, turns into a big creepy demon. At least that's how I was as a kid. My imagination was possibly a lot. But um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's spooky in like a really traditional like the stuff of nightmares, like the kind of over exaggerated horror, but make it kind of every day that you might imagine when you're a child. Um Yeah, oh. so it's it's spooky, and if you like spooky things then you should play it. So how how is the very platforming good. aspect of it exactly, I guess? Uh, like, mostly good. Um, it's kind of frustrating in some parts because, um, you know, you're tiny and a lot of the time you're using things that are, um, you know, supposed to be too big for a child to be wielding as a weapon. So, like, you're yeah. this little tiny little dude and you're trying to pick up a big hammer and smash stuff with it. So it's, like, cumbersome. Um and that sort of adds to the atmosphere of it, but it is also kind of frustrating to deal with because you swing really slowly, and if you're, like, a second off, then you're uh. eaten. Um, and it's not that much of the game, but it's enough that, you know, it's notable. Um, yeah, it's... It's mostly fine, but it is occasionally frustrating. Um... You know, it can be really punishing if you, like I said, miss a hit with, like, a really heavy hammer or you're, like, in a chasing and you kind of um, misjudge one jump, which is really easy to do because it's, like, this weird 2.5D thing and sometimes you don't quite realize where you are, like, in space, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it, and, you know, a second can be enough to get you caught. Um, and so it can feel really frustrating in that way. Sort of intentionally, not intentionally. Uh, some of it I think is intentional. Some of it I'm not sure is. Um, so I think it's supposed to be hard to, you know, wield a hammer, but I, I don't think it's necessarily mm. intentional that you should be able to kind of, you know, jump wrong in a chase scene in quite the way that you do. Especially if it's uh, built around momentum. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall really positive. Um, a couple of little things that are not ideal. Um, particularly, yes, anyone that played the first one will also like the second one if you're interested. Um, but yeah, it turns out this year has just been all about horror games for me so far. Um, Yes, more of them coming as well, so you know. Mm, Yeah, I know. Got Resident Evil. I'm just gonna 
pigeonholing it. But that looks really good. Yeah, it does look really good. I'm just not a person that even, like, I'm not, it wouldn't be in my top few genres that I would name as games that I enjoy, but somehow I've come to play it too and just become the horror, horror person. person. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I think some people will probably give you competition in wanting to cover Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's fair. <laughs> but, I respect that. Yeah, it, it does look super good. Unfortunately, none of us have played it. Instead, I've played cute, foresty critter game. Uh huh. Thing known as I don't even know if it's supposed to be pronounced fee or fair. I'm going to guess fair because it's just mm -hmm. spelled F E. Yep. Very pinky, purpley, bluey, gradienty kind of open world critter platformer thing. Cute. Gonna throw a lot of adjectives out there. <laughs> so you play. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to make sense of it. So. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, it's just basically imagine kind of like a modern 3D platformer where. The visual design was done by an art student with a fondness for gradients. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so yeah. it actually does look, at least in stills, like really amazing. It's clearly, I want to say this without having actually double checked it, but I want to throw myself out there and say it's clearly been made in Unity. You can kind of see it in the animation. So the animation that work itself is kind of, mm. well, I mean, it's not a AAA game and that's where it shows. It's so like yeah. all the elements of the world can look absolutely stunning, even when running on the Switch. I would only imagine it would look better running on a PC. A more powerful mm. hardware. Mm. Um, nice kind of ambient vibe. Very vague story. Like, seems to be... Actually, I mean, I also played Hob over the course of the Christmas break. Hob is really good. So I maybe am mm. drawn towards this thing of these kind of beautiful worlds that are being corrupted by some sort of alien force, because that seems to be what this is kind of about as well. And you play mm. this weird, squirrely fox thing with a weird mouth. I don't know if it looks that squirrely, but, like, this game has the best tree-climbing mechanic ever. It is so satisfying. Like, you just kind of, mm. like, zip, 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 up trees. Like, you just, like, tap the jump button a few times, and you just kind of, like, bound up there. And, it, like, it that's the one thing where they've nailed the animation as well. Like, you just kind of, there, 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 there at the top. Mm. Nice. So, like, it's got small things like that that feel really good. It's weirdly stealthy sometimes. Like, okay. you gradually get abilities, like, they've got this, again, hiding in the grass. I guess that is now the new default for its, um, stealth sections in games that are not actually stealth games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the grass is the new box or crate. <laughs> I mean, it's better than a box or crate, I guess. And I'm not going to hold it against any game. If you're not yeah. actually a stealth game and you just want that mechanic there, like, that's all you can really expect your audience to learn. Mm. Mm. True. I know. I mean, it's I've fine. Like, it does the job. Yeah, and I've kind of like my my opinion. This is like balanced um, up and down a little bit. Like I mm. really, really do like the aesthetic. I like the feel of it. I, the frame rate is a little inconsistent on the Switch, which kind of sucks because like it feels really nice, and then you just get those moments where it's like, yeah, this is not <laughs> holding the line anymore. Yeah, not ideal. And some of like the when you do get into like we combat's probably not the right word. Like, having to interact with certain things, it can mm. get a little bit cumbersome. But if you want, again, like, if... And what I was mostly looking for, and it's worked, is, like, kind of a explorative um, 3D platformer mm -hmm. with a lot of um, kind of ambient atmosphere, then it will hit that note in the head. You will definitely run into, a, like, a few areas where things are maybe a bit more vague than you even want them to be, despite um, how that kind of genre works. I don't, I don't, I have this feeling it's not going to feel very satisfying to finish. I think I've, the main appeal for this is me just kind of just being running and scampering around this world and like gradually figuring out. It's had a um, few cool moments. It follows certain, I guess almost Metroidvania type tracks okay. of you kind of meet this critter and then when you help them out in some way, normally by recovering the stolen eggs or whatever, then they'll, you kind of sing to each other and that's how you'll Cute. get a new ability and then you will also use that song and now all of a sudden this flower that was, or whatever, that was always kind of tightened up will now, like, turn into this thing that will, like, blow air and, like, fling you upwards and stuff. Hmm. So I know, it's it's a cute little game that I looked at numerous times. It's part of my, um... In this case, maybe not too abstract because I think it's published by EA. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I, like, yes. get a decent chunk yeah. of, um... Switch credit. I try to always buy like one game that look like scroll through and like find one game that looks pretty cool that I don't really know anything about. Mm. I am yet to really find something super great by doing that. Mm -hmm. 
But I've I've definitely made a couple of very bad calls doing that. This is not one of those. It's actually it's actually oh, really? pretty solid, and it goes. I probably goes on sale a couple of times a year, and I'd say when that happens, it's it's worth the sub ten dollars frequently. Yes. In doing a, a tiny bit of investigation, you are right. It was made in Unity. Congratulations to me. I'm going Good to get job. myself a celebration drink, play some music, and when we come back, the topic which I completely forgot to announce at the top of the podcast, which is we're going to try and like figure out actual highlight games from early in any given console generation. <laughs> Ken still does not have any ice cream. He oh. he he settled for chocolate. Yeah. I I, have not I, don't know, I don't know whether I'm happy with the chocolate or whether I'd be or whether I'm still unsatisfied and require ice cream. See the There's way we're time. gonna I can I can make this work. I can make this work. So that basically for you the chocolate is kind of like those pretty good games that come out in the first year, year, three months <laughs> of a console's life. For what you really wow. want. Is the ice cream, which is like when the big Naughty Dog title or something lands. Boy, did I force okay. that. Yeah. That was very forced, but well done. It was done. a valiant effort. Yeah. I feel like I should get a sticker. <laughs> so, yeah, we are... I get, we're kind of in that, like, opening awkward phase of um, two consoles that you just cannot buy anywhere, even though there's actually very little that stands out available for them at the moment, and it's probably... Maybe thanks to this whole pandemic thing, going to take even longer. But in general, it seems it takes. It's the well, let's say consoles typically for us seem to land around November, and then you mm-hmm. get the whole following year, and then the year after that is when like stuff gets really hot. But we're kind of going to try and focus on the really good games from that awkward year in between, and, like mm-hmm. just kind of like reminiscent, like what has been like the stuff that's made owning other consoles in the past early worthwhile and Ken I'm going to throw this to you first because I do think the game you were thinking of is totally a valid um, starting point and a 360 is an interesting starting point as well because that's roughly the point where we started getting consoles not a year after they came out in other countries yeah um, yeah I, I during the break I wanted to, I asked whether we counted Elder Scrolls 4 um, Oblivion Wanted as a launch title for Xbox 360 um, because it was launched about four or five months after the initial yeah. thing. But that, I think that you know, with it, well into the window. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I've got a list, and the games I've picked, um, n- some of them may not sort of adhere very strictly to to that window that we've defined for ourselves. But it does define sort of the opening or the starting of that particular generation and oblivion was absolutely one of those games where um i hadn't played an rpg like that in a very long time um i don't think i've ever played an rpg like that before i I've, i'm not i was not familiar with the um elder scrolls series and i know that when i say the word oblivion there's going to be a bunch of people who sh- scream back at me more wind <laughs> That tends to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I have no, <laughs> I have no point of reference for the Elder Scrolls game, um, and hadn't owned a current generation console until that point. Like the 360 was my first proper console that was mine, mm. and Oblivion just blew my mind because. 
prior to that, the only RPGs I might have played was maybe like a couple hours of Final Fantasy here and there, a couple of JRPGs. Um, I didn't really play a lot of PC-centric RPGs. You know, I dabbled a little bit in Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate and spent more time with things like Diablo. Um, mm. So Oblivion being a first-person perspective RPG in which the, th- that opening section where uh, Sir Patrick Stewart takes you through the was it the sewers of which you know if you're escaping and you're going through the sewers from the dungeon i'm not i can't even remember mm. but i do distinctly remember like as as the cutscene finished and the sewer grate opened and then you walked out into the world and then the game's like what what do you want to do now yeah. and i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i big question yeah, <laughs> and 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 that just took me by surprise. It took me completely like like yeah, I was absolutely delighted because I, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I I guess I'll I'll go. That looks like a town ahead of me. I guess I'll go there. Is mm. that correct? Is that right? And the game's like, eh, you know, <laughs> you do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, do you dude. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like this before, mm. and it showed me just like, is this what games are like now? I mean, and then I went, went down a whole rabbit hole of open world RPGs after that, like Fallout threes and those sort of things. But <clears throat> Oblivion was my first sort of moment with that type of game. Yeah. Mm. It was um, probably pretty proof of concept for consoles. Like a lot of people will scream Morrowind, and I would be willing to buy the arguments that it's a better game. But boy, that thing seemed rough on the original Xbox. See, I, yeah. I didn't. I never played Morrowind. I also kind of started with Oblivion. Um, I remember weirdly um, being because I think you're like imprisoned at the beginning because you've you've committed some kind of crime, and then they shove you in a cell and you're trying to escape um and i remember the game giving me the ability to just like take the clothes that the dude was wearing and it was the first time that a game had done that before so it was just blowing my mind that i was like but i'm just gonna leave him naked i'm just gonna leave this dude lying there without his pants just, <laughs> sweet why, pants why thief simulator 2005 yeah mm-hmm. 2000 and yeah or maybe six I, I've, 2006 yeah. i'm pretty sure um look i was young and it blew my mind. So, yeah, it it was just amazing. And then mm. I remember, like, there's so many things I remember about that game that just strikes a chord with me. Like, I loved Skyrim, but I don't think it affected me as directly. Like, mm. I love Skyrim; it was fun. But I think Oblivion continues to hold that really, really special place. Because I still distinctly remember going through one of those Oblivion gates and then seeing a big demon person at the end of it and trying like, oh, uh, um, mm. I probably shouldn't have come here. <laughs> this was a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the characters was like, I'm pretty sure he asked me to follow him through the Oblivion gate. And the Oblivion Gate appeared, but then instead of walking through it, he just walked kind of slightly to the side of it into some lava and died. <laughs> so I was like, um, okay, do I just go through without him now? I don't, I don't really know. Do I follow him into the lava? The lava? Like, let's, let's go. Probably wasn't supposed to happen. No, it was not no. supposed to happen. It's kind of weird, like, I, think, but I had to look up and check beforehand, but it turns out that even Gears of War kind of falls into this, like, launch window that I'm talking about for 360. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I've got a few others for 360 as well, um, and and Gears of War would have been on that list as well. That if it fell outside of the launch window, would have been one of those like defining opening salvos for that count. It kind of defined the visual standard for the entire generation, mm. especially with mm. Ubiquitous Unreal Engine three became after that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a 360 until a few years later I was kind of a PlayStation person at that point um so 
anything that was kind of a launch-ish sort of game for the 360, I think I kind of played on PS3, most of them. Yeah. Generally a slightly inferior version. I never owned a 360 at all, so a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oblivion. I also put Marvel Ultimate Alliance as my other thing on the 360. See, there's one one of the ones I just kind of forget about. (laughs) I loved Ultimate Alliance so much. I just, I just like that that whole like series of X Men, Marvel like ac- co op action RPGs that sort of existed on the that that genre of action RPGs that existed on the consoles like um D and D. That was that weird D and D one. I can't remember what it's called now. Doesn't matter. But um, exactly. This is Dark the- Alliance. <laughs> Dark Alliance, right? I think it was called. Um, that type of like dungeony exploration co-op game, but this one had like superheroes in it, so I loved mm. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So therefore, much cooler. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Does well, anybody? If, if, if if nothing else, it had more color. Mm. Definitely had more color than D and D. Yeah, that makes sense. Does anybody remember how many people bought table tennis for the 360 just because in those very early days there was like nothing else to buy that really showed off the hardware? <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. But I wish tennis. I had. You're talking about Rockstar? Yeah, right? the, the Rockstar, Rockstar table tennis. tennis. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that game Apparently... was huge for like a month. I think just because yeah. there wasn't much else coming out at the time. Well, apparently it was a. I, I didn't play much. Fun. Yeah, I didn't play much of it beyond like the demo, but apparently it was a really good table tennis game. <laughs> Made by Rockstar. A specific genre all to itself. <laughs> Very precise. The thing is, I I did look this up because I, again, I never owned a 360, so my own memory this is a bit vague. But the one that seems to be buried in time was Geometry Wars and how much of a big ass deal that thing was, and of course mm. by turn um Gotham Three. I miss the Gotham Gotham racing games. Oh, Project Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were fun. I I do have to say I got my mum hooked on Hexic because it came pre-installed <gasps> on 360. Hexic is so good. It's very good. Yeah. I just there didn't buy some... a game for my 360 for ages. When I eventually got one, I just sat there and played Hexic for <laughs> a ridiculous amount of time. Everyone was like, "What are you doing? How is this fun for you?" I was like, "You don't understand." Hexic is everything. <laughs> oh, it's there's something to be said about like like puzzle games, which are just like it's just a puzzle game. Like here it is. There's no, there's nothing else. It's yep. there is no like there's no um uh, dungeon crawly like theme played on top of it. Um, no, it's just pure. It's just pure, pure, pure puzzle, mm-hmm. and it was good. So good. Yeah. So that was on. That's me. Who goes next? Well, that was basically Xbox 360, really. Mm. Um. I think Saints Row is the only other one I had written down. It was like I have no fondness for the first Saints Row. That game was gross. <laughs> I mean, it was gross, but it's it's like I don't know. When I was going through and writing, like reading games that came out during that time I was like oh yeah that probably made an impact <laughs> I liked the later ones but not not the first few mm. it was about three or four when it sort of found it its kind own. of develops a better sense of humor in the third one mm. and it realizes how kind of absurd it can be and it just like yeah, leans it, in it's the transformation of that series is his own story mm. but Saint Story 3 is a long way from being um a launch window. Oh, and the, sure. the, it was weird because I ended up inevitably, and it, and the 360 kind of proved my point was like, there's all the kind of like Macho Bravoism around a lot of the Microsoft consoles, and it still kind of continues. It always makes mm. it like a secondary concern for me. Mm. But people like were not like, it was mean spirited and fanboy, but that whole meme of the PS3 has no games was legitimately valid for like at least half a year. Mm it came out and like Motorstorm is surprisingly good oh yeah Motorstorm was fun Motorstorm was actually a lot more fun than I was expecting and it had um, Virtual Fighter 5 or that very quickly found its way into 360 as well mm. and then kind of 
a lot of misfires. So like, yeah, Lair, Haze. I actually really enjoyed Heavenly Sword, but not that many other people did. I really liked Heavenly Sword. I I enjoyed it. It was one of those things. I think kind of uh, like what Ken was talking about with um, Oblivion is that Heavenly Sword was really like, oh, games can be kind of cinematic and. Hmm. Um, this is the direction we're heading in. Also, um, I could actually get my head around the con- Like, I guess different people, I, I, I'm terrible with combo-based com- combat systems, mm. but the stance-based one in that, I was actually able to get my head around. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I remember so little about it now, other than it was kind of beautiful for the time. Um, oh, it was but, um, yeah. stunning for the time. It was also, to put, like, how internet uses are growing in perspective, the demo when it came out was almost a gigabyte and people lost mm. their shit over that. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that used to be huge. That was a, yeah, a giant gigabyte. amount and it was of data. Just, and it was like a 20-minute demo or something. Yeah, yeah. But oh, we are truly living in a golden that, age. That first, like, the PS... It really did take the PS3, like, a good year and a bit to really get going. Well, it took it a long time to get here to Australia. Um, so the 360 took a little while as well. Like this is kind of like the last of the real gaps in launch windows. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I keep forgetting. My experience of those two consoles would have been quite different with than y'all because I, I was living in, still living in Singapore then, still back home. Hmm. Um. I do remember distinctly that the PlayStation 3 was launching the same week that I happened to be in the US. Ah. Oh. And that was my first time visiting the US, first and only time. And and, yeah. I, and I was seriously contemplating, should I go and line up outside a Target or a... They didn't have... E- Did they even have... Like, Game I don't stop, think... Presumably. Yeah, I don't... Don't I don't think they even had a GameStop then. Like it was literally electronics boutique. I think it was still EB. Like before, like before EB Games was known as EB Games, yeah. yeah. was like electronics boutique or yeah. something. And I'm like, oh, it's November. It's Seattle. It's wet and cold. I hate Do- how much fun that sounds to me right now. Like the idea <laughs> of like lining up in shitty weather to get inside of the deck. <laughs> to show your and true like, commitment. Yeah, do I want to bring a US console back to Singapore when I wasn't yet? Yeah, well, I didn't. It turned in, out, I didn't um, in the end. I had a. Ja- I actually had, initially had a Japanese PS3. Even though I was living in London at the time. After it turned out that that thing was just completely region free, and like a power supply mm. was no issue as well. That was kind of the, like, yeah, punch because the UK the whole... was just the most expensive place to buy mm. any console ever. Notably, the Wii. Mm. It's crazy expensive there, and none of us can remember any of the games that came out in the first year in that thing that wasn't either a pack-in or Zelda. Oh, the Wii? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Super Mario Galaxy came out in the first year of the Wii. Uh, that was Christmas 2007. November, I think. I think it just scrapes into the the window you're talking about. Maybe. Maybe it does, in which case that is, Super Mario Galaxy is the best Mario game ever, so that kind of is a pretty big cherry there. The 1st of November, 2007. Just scraping in. Um, and I think Paper Mario as well came out just, like, just in that thing, that window. Maybe. There's also a bunch of, like, really abstract stuff like LEDs, which I thought was going to be really good, and then wasn't... An Excite Truck or something that kind oh, of stayed again. There's a bunch Excite of stuff of the way, like every time it looked really interesting, exciting, and then just like, Nyeh. no. Mm. Oh, it's like in Wiki, but I can't actually remember when that came out. <laughs> no. I, I, re- <laughs> I remember very distinctly for the Wii, like Red Steel was a thing, was, was going a to be a thing. Huge bit of hype, and then. Again. And it was bad. <laughs> and it was so bad. And I remember when, and this is this is several years, like a couple years after when Red Steel Two came out, and every a lot of people thought Red Steel Two was actually pretty good, but it was also not. It was still pretty shit. Mm. I forget that was, you have a vendetta against that game. Oh, I hate Red. I hate Red Steel Two so much. And the only reason like I felt that anybody liked it was because the first one was so 
abominable that the second one seemed good by comparison in <laughs> in relative terms. But it I was, bet that game was aged really poorly. Right, it's still bad. But Red Steel was going to be like this thing. Like when the Wii came out, um, like, yeah, this was is like, what everybody oh. wants this machine for. It's going to be like perfect sword and gunplay. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, then... it's going to be sword. Yeah, sword and guns and lightsabers. And everybody was talking <laughs> about, oh, when are we going to get like a Star Wars game for the Wii? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wow, we, we did it. <laughs> Never in my life have I dedicated like a second to thinking about Red Steel. My world of the week is <laughs> it was, entirely different. To yours. In that lead up, it was a big deal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're right, but I just—it's just entirely. Oh, because it by fizzled. Me. It like it just fizzled like very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. When people realized that it was not a one-to-one, I think on the on the Wii remote, Wii mm. remote. Remote, and anyway. also it turns out like a lot, like that we was impossible to buy for half a year, and a lot of the people who were buying that would never have actually bought Red Steel, even if it was good. That kind of yeah, that that well, since the what you want. In an interesting I direction. think that the games, the games bundled with the Wii, like we we play and we sports were amazing games. We so, sports was the perfect packing game. Was it was oh, we sports was a proof was of con- concept that was fun to play in any circumstance. Like. <laughs> It was so good. I th- I think genuinely thought that Wii Sports was really really good. Um, yeah. No, everybody 100%. likes Wii Sports, as far as I'm aware. Like bowling was great. I think bowling was fantastic. Um, yeah, tennis was, was great. Yeah. Tennis was great. Um, I even liked golf. Golf wasn't bad. I like. I hated the baseball one. Mm, yeah. I well, baseball sucks under any circumstance. So, you know. <laughs> like I liked it so much that I was actually kind of disappointed by Wii Resort, Wii Sports Resort. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of nothingy. Yeah, it was just. Well, like, it was mm. actually maybe too much. Like there's something again very pure about Wii Sports. Like it had just very simple motions to go through. Mm. That just worked. Like just worked exactly how you imagined. Mm. I mean, Wii Sports was the only game I've ever played with my grandparents. Mm. Oh, I was working Something retail at the time. That. I sold Wiis to, like, old people. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and people, those, there were Wii bowling leagues, I remember. There was news mm. about Wii bowling leagues in, like, aged care homes. I'm like, that is cool. That's amazing. That's cool. That, that yeah. is cool. I can't hope that still happens. Yeah. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Uh, yeah. The Wii doesn't plug into anything anymore, perhaps. But that's, that's not with that attitude. You won't get it to succeed. <laughs> Gotta have the can-do can-do attitude. Can-do attitude. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find like an S video or or RGB cable into a HDMI. That's not yeah. impossible. It, it's not, to be fair. And that console probably will work for the next twenty years without fault because Nintendo makes stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any who's moving to the stuff that's like more terrifying to think about is like the PS4 is not a current gen console, mm. and I have I still have such vivid memories of buying that thing, mm-hmm. and being annoyed because at this point I was finally in Japan and they decided no Japan can have it later this time. Oh, rough. Oh, that's funny. It was like end up lining up in February the following year after Australia got it. And that is rough. To make it That's worse, like, funny. nothing worth owning had come out in that intermittent time, so, like, it didn't really mm. cut down the weight for anything. Killzone was better than I expected, mm. but by no means an all-time classic. No. I first... think, weirdly, the first game I got on the PS4 was Octodad. Octodad, Octodad. was everything I wanted it to be, and mm-hmm. the reason for that, it came out very early in life, to be fair. The mm. reason for that was it came out definitely, like, hot early PS4 game. Mm. So you would invite friends around and they'd want to see the PS4, what can it do? And they're like, alright, mm. and then you just beat up Octodad and <laughs> the controller yeah. and try and figure out what the hell. Yeah. I never finished that game, but I made like 10 people play through like the first half hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just like pure joy. It was just something so pure about Octodad. It was also kind of like a statement about like the how that generation was changing things where these weird, quirky indie games could be definitive. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, moments. I don't know, the PS4 had... 
good if not great games in its first year perhaps like i remember mm. actually really like it was the first time i enjoyed an infamous game although i'm still wondering is that because they finally did a better job of balancing it because the first one had my pet peeve of a lot of action games of that era where the ai isn't very smart but holy crap they could hit a mm. pin halfway across the map with their mm. um or was it just because it was super pretty yeah that game was really good looking for 2014 yeah for sure wait sorry which game are you talking about infamous second son oh uh, i did not like infamous second son i did not much like the first two that was the first one i clicked with and i i'm i'm still unsure if, if a part of it was just like yep this whether or not this is a great game it is next gen af yeah well mm. I, I got distracted there when you were talking about second son because for me playstation 4 was defined by one game the the opening like destiny mm. yeah i that, that purposefully bought sorry i purposefully bought the deluxe version when it came out on a ps3 because it had the, then the digital copy, you could then migrate over to the PlayStation oh, wow, smart. Four. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, it was it was it was a planned move. I bought. <laughs> it was like I'm gonna play this on a PlayStation Three because it looks kind of fun because it's Bungie and I like Bungie. Mm. But when the PlayStation Four, when the game came out, I, it uh, the game came after the console launch, but it was still within the console window. But but. It says a lot, I think, about how long it can feel. I think when you're so excited about new hardware and there's not that much... Because, I mean, Destiny did come out, like, what, within a year of the PS4's life, but it felt like yep. waiting forever for that game to come out. Oh, it was... It was... Destiny was... Everything... Was it everything I wanted? Pretty much it was. <laughs> it's everything I didn't know I wanted until I played it and then I realized I really wanted it. Mm the the that loop ongoing it had a fairly interesting sci-fi in sci-fi universe i thought it was quite quite it a had phenomenal mm hair i remember that i didn't actually like the game very much but i remember the character creator and going oh wow hair is going to look really good this generation and then hair did not actually get that good that generation again yeah and half the time the helmets were cool so you you Put on the helmet and wouldn't see the head anyway. So but I don't want, it's the one game with magnificent hair. <laughs> it's such a rare feature in video games. Um, I I probably got one of my biggest video game surprises of all time in the first year of the PS4 life. And in this case, I guess you could also say Xbox One because there is inevitably going to be some cross-gen stuff in the form of mm. Wolfenstein. When they made a new Wolfenstein that was really good in a way that nobody expected a Wolfenstein game to be good. Oh, was that within the first year? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes, it, it came was. Out it was very much, and it just broke every expectation I could have possibly had for that type of game, and was also just way better. Like they introduced like some interesting ways to handle stealth. It was legitimately well written somehow. Mm. It looked good, but not necessarily amazing. Um, then the other one again. Also on the Xbox One would have been... And I can, I think you bounced off this pretty hard, actually, but um, Lord of the Rings, Shadow Mordor. Yeah. I bounced off... Yeah, I, I bounced off it real hard. I mean, I, I was into it for a little while. Um, but then... I wouldn't say I... I wouldn't say I broke the game. But... <laughs> No, I, yeah, but I spent so much time killing sort of like, you know, the, the whole nemesis system yeah. where you you you, you, you kill, hmm. you kill various like sort reason. of the rivalries, and you kill the various leaders, and then as you kill them, new people sort of new people sort of um get promoted to those spaces, and you create new enemies. Um, I reached a where I wasn't progressing any of the main storyline and I just went around looking for all the nemesis and as many of them as possible and then it came to a point where the system just wasn't populating them with new nemesi anymore nemesis nemesis <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
And it was just like, oh, there's nothing else to do in this game other than the story now. And I did, yeah. and I just wanted to go around. Yeah, it was it was a weird thing, and I just bounced it's, off, bounced off I mean, that game real. That's like hard. kind of the reverse to me because I was bouncing off it, and just as I was about to give up, to the point where I'd gone fucking, I'm gonna go out and buy Far Cry Four. I want something else to play now, and then I kind of gave that game one last shot, and that's where it all kind of clicked into place. Um, so I actually ended um, up really, really so liking it, but I imagine you probably could break that system if you pushed hard enough in, especially since it was the first and almost only game with that system, because it turns out Warner was able to, like, literally, um, copyright it. I feel like another, I, for some reason, the games that I really like on each generation tend to, like, scrape back in right at the end, um, of that first year, um, window. Um, and I noticed that uh, Dragon Age Inquisition also fell kind of right at the end of that, that first is year. One... Yeah, it did. That yeah, is when I did actually bounce off, but... Really? I know, I'm in a I love Dragon Age. so I'm not going to... Yeah, no, I, I love Dragon Age. Um, and I feel like it was exciting to be able to see it next year. And again, the graphical improvement was just, like, amazing. So, you know, even bigger world, even prettier world. Um... So yeah, Dragon Age was one I remembered from very early on in the PS4. Obviously, it wasn't as good as uh, Octodad because you know <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, is. How could it be? Yeah, I love that we're all remembering Octodads. Like it seems to be like the one Octodad's mutual point. Timeless. Yeah. No, I tried to finish it. It's actually not a very good game by the end. It tried it, uh. but <laughs> the first part of that game is amazing. Yeah, because it, it's about that first part where you want to yeah. show everybody exactly what it can do. When it tries to actually build more of a proper game around its mechanics, it loses its appeal a little mm. bit. But no, I would absolutely recommend if you could go back in time, because no one's going to want to see a PS4 and what it can do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, they I might, I don't know. Quick shout to the one game that I did envy on the Xbox One, which was Sunset Overdrive. Yes, Sunset Overdrive is why I got an Xbox in the end, it was the one that make, made me want to get the X-Bone. We're still calling it that. Cool. I'm I'm still calling it the X-Bone. I don't know. Um, but yes, it's... Um, Sunset Overdrive was, yeah, it was a really cool game. Well, it was aesthetically thing. a bit different to anything else that had come out. It was, yeah, it was very colourful. Mmm. Mmm. Very mm. bright. It's, um... If you've got Game Pass, it's available on PC. for download on PC. Mm. Yeah, I it actually is. just bought it on a Steam sale over the week, over the Christmas break, because I don't have Game Pass, and I figured it was actually like 500 yen, so I could just go a month without Game Pass, and it would still work itself out. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's worth it. Do you start to think maybe there were actually more games worth having in that first year than I actually... Remember, I'm kind of also ignoring the Wii U because that was a weird. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. It, I mean, all of the thing is, all of those games are now on the Switch anyway. Like everything yeah. was worth having. Is, like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I believe, was in that. Maybe Pikmin Three. Pikmin Three was actually very good. It was. Yeah. It was Pikmin within that. Still is very good. Yeah. And the whole year of Luigi nonsense. Um, I wanted to. <laughs> before we wrap this thing up, like, just shoot, like, way... Like, pre-HD. This is, mm -hmm. like, anything that you remember from any of, again, the, you know, old analog port consoles. Mm -hmm. I've, Early days I've, really stand out. Ken, yes. Yes, I've got a little, I've got a bunch. bunch. apparently. I've got a bunch. Um, I'm just going to shoot them off there, yeah, real quick. Game Boy Advance, Advance Wars, Golden Sun... Nintendogs on the Nintendo DS. Yes, Nintendogs. Oh, Nintendogs. How good so is Nintendogs? Yes. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it so much. I had I had a I had a Labrador. Oh, amazing. And it was just the best. And it just you know, like you could bathe it and then throw and go and play Frisbee and yeah. then oh, oh. And then you'd call it? And then it will yep. respond, and you give it, and it you come. give it like, yep. yeah, like sit, and you can give it orders, and it would do. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> the little obstacle course that you could train you could train yeah. us to do oh yeah nintendogs um halo and xbox mm. um and uh rogue squadron to rogue data on the gamecube nice yeah i think the gamecube actually had a couple like i think luigi's mansion was a release game for the gamecube yeah it was um and like original animal crossing came out really early on the gamecube and super mario sunshine and like it it actually had a not terrible first year. I mean, I guess overall, I don't know if that, that many things came out on the GameCube in the end, but its first year was kind of okay. Yeah, it was pretty solid. It's a solid, solid console in the end, I think. Mm. Like, it didn't have every single game, but what it did have was pretty rock solid. Like, you'd be, yeah. you'd be in for a good time. Yeah. No yeah. other console has had controllers that were quite as satisfyingly clacky as oh, the GameCube. I actually really, really like the GameCube con- controller. Yes, yeah, same. Like, it's, it's got the big A button. Mm-hmm. And I like how, like, B, X, Y sort of fans out from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, yeah. It's, I felt it made, it made a lot of sense to me, like, A's mm. your big main button makes perfect sense and then the other buttons are sort of within like the circular motion of your thumb like yeah. brilliant it's just very tactile as a controller like everything is really solid mm. um, I think I was prepared for it to be kind of a weird layout considering it was coming straight off the 64 which was you know ridiculous yeah. but yes it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. 64 is ridiculous but yeah no this oh, no. The, the GameCube controller was solid it was it looked weird, yeah. but yes, I love that controller. <laughs> it did look weird, yes, but functioned well. Yeah. For five, me, I think earlier than that, the main game I remember is, is Super Mario 64, an early one for the Nintendo 64. Well, nice. the definitive launch game, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the 64 was the first like console that I had, first kind of home console. I had Game Boy before that, but um, yeah, it was it was the first the first one, so... And this is mostly just my chance to like complain about how the Dreamcast managed to come out in Australia over a year after it came out in Japan. Mm. <laughs> Thanks to all those delays. Um, I still have an unapologetic love of the first Sonic Adventure. That's I fair. Weirdly, was not as fond of Soul Calibur as everyone else was, but like House of the Dead 2 came out in that time, Sega Rally 2, that console came out hot and fast and then also died hot and fast, but... <laughs> Blaze of Glory. Very much Blaze of Glory. Yeah. With that, I'm fast, gonna, die young. I yeah. don't know. I'm going to let the Dreamcast wrap this up. I have reasons. Yeah. Of, well, whatever. We've gone for quite a bit anyway. Um, Jess, thank you very much for coming on and talking about your nightmares. <laughs> That's anytime. Stay <laughs> tuned for more nightmares. of Jess's nightmares in upcoming episodes. Um, yeah. And also a review, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. There is a review up on um, Player 2 of... Little Nightmares 2, if you're keen to hear more thoughts about those specific nightmares. I'm sure I'll have new and interesting ones in the future. But any anything else you wish to spruik before we Um no, so yeah, you can find my reviews on um player2.net.au and um you can find me on Twitter at Zamit Jess, Z A W M I T Jess. No sensible people who uses their own names. Ken, I, <laughs> I release you to get ice cream. Yeah, I I need do need to go to the shops in a little while. Mm-hmm. Such a very specific um, Yes, you can find me at on on the internet at Pixel Hunt on Twitter, and I actually don't have anything coming up. I really <laughs> should get I really should get down to get doing some stuff. I took a Christmas break, and it's now like Lunar New Year. So yeah, <laughs> I would recommend volunteering for one horror game so that you then get uh, slumped with every single one that comes out. Yeah, just just take just take the heat off, Jess. <laughs> yeah. For a little while, I ended up being like the rogue game person, mm-hmm. and I don't Fun. like ro- rogue likes, mm. <laughs> but I ended up playing them. So yeah. high scores all around then? No, it's just like constant bashing against the wall with extremely disappointing and low scores, and just like, why am I doing this? This is a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get to pawn them off on someone else now. Yeah. Well, well hopefully. Mm. Tim? 
Yeah, so I'm in between trying to wrap up a podcast and handle what may or may not be important phone calls. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, I am at PretendBeard on Twitter. I actually do potentially have a couple of reviews coming once I finish all my studies, which means that I am basically just a voice in the podcast until the spring slash autumn in Australia. Mm-hmm. An important job. Yes. Disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. Super important. Someone's got to do it. Uh, it's actually the editing. I think that somebody's got to do it. Can probably find someone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you're in charge now? You've just decided. Okay. Good job, Ken. I'll, Congrats, I'll play Ken. mech games and make videos of them and upload them when it's proper rules. Yeah. <laughs>